Welcome back to a new episode of the Laughable Habits Podcast. It is your host here, Michelle Bazinet, and I'm really excited to have you here today. Now, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who feels certain things like maybe stress or sadness or overwhelm or loneliness, and you may use food as a way to cope with these feelings? When I ask that question, you may not even recognize that you do that, or some of you may right away are like, yep, that is me. And if it isn't something that you recognize that you do, I'm hoping that my episode today will help bring some awareness to that for you. I have really been focusing on helping women in their 40s and 50s feel and be their absolute best. I want them to feel amazing in their bodies, not just about how they look, but I want them to feel strong. I want them to feel healthy. I want them to be able to have lots of energy. So when it comes to people feeling this way, a lot of times there has to be some modifications in the way we see food, the way we look at food, the way we consume food. And as I've been diving into this more and more, I recognize, and I've always recognized there's a big psychological piece to food and dieting and our bodies and what we are consuming and how we are consuming it. So I'm going to talk today about emotional eating. What is emotional eating? It's a common phenomenon where individuals turn to food as a means to coping with their emotions. Now, particularly those emotions that are difficult or distressing. So instead of somebody eating to satisfy actual physical hunger, emotional eaters consume food to soothe their non-emotional discomfort, things like stress and sadness, anxiety, loneliness, or boredom. And this behavior is often triggered by the desire for comfort and a desire for distraction or a temporary sense of relief from any kind of emotional turmoil that may be going on. Emotional eating, the issue with it is that it can lead to overeating. It can be a cause of you making poor food choices. It can be a serious cause of weight gain as it's driven by the need for emotional comfort rather than genuine hunger. So my goal is to help develop awareness of emotional eating patterns and to help you find alternative and healthier ways to manage your your emotions, because that is truly essential for maintaining a balanced and healthy relationship with food. So like I said, emotional eating can be triggered by a wide range of emotions, and often they're emotions that that are challenging or distressing. So I'm going to go through some, and I want to explain them to you, and I want to see if you can recognize yourself in any of these emotions and recognize that when you feel these things, how do you cope with them? And is food something that you use to ease up these feelings? So the first one is stress. It's one of the most common triggers for emotional eating. The urge to eat is often a way of sinking comfort during stressful situations. There could be sadness. Again, turning to food as solace when you're feeling down or maybe even if you're dealing with grief. It could be anxiety. Feelings of anxiety can lead, again, for a desire to soothe oneself through eating. And this is especially when comfort foods are are chosen. How about loneliness? You can be using food as a way to fill an emotional void or provide a sense of companionship. Boredom, I think a lot of us can raise our hands to that one. 
Boredom can lead to eating out of sheer habit or just to occupy time rather than being about genuine hunger. Some individuals choose to eat to manage anger or frustration as it provides a temporary distraction from those emotions. This one may surprise you. Happiness. Because even positive emotions can trigger emotional eating. People may celebrate with food or use it as a resort as a reward when they're in a good mood. Fatigue. When people are tired, people may consume comfort foods to help boost their energy or improve their mood. Fear can trigger emotional eating, so can uncertainty, because it provides a way to cope with the feeling of vulnerability. Ironically, we have guilt or shame. They can be associated with overeating and can lead to a cycle of emotional eating, which creates a vicious cycle because we tend to feel guilt and shame once we've been through a situation of emotional eating. It's so important, my friends, to recognize the emotional triggers to better understand and manage emotional eating. To help you understand it a little bit more, I'm going to explain to you an emotional eating cycle so you can again take a moment and pause to see if you recognize yourself in this. So here was what the cycle looks like. Number one, you have an emotional trigger. The cycle begins with the triggers such as stress, sadness, anxiety, or any of the any of the emotions that I just mentioned. And this trigger is the initial cause of the emotional eating response. You then choose in response to this emotional trigger, you want to have a, you tend to have a strong craving for specific comfort foods. And usually choices are t- foods that are typically high in fat, sugar, or other pleasurable tastes. These comfort foods are associated with a sense of relief or comfort. So you make the choice of those foods and then you consume them, right? You consume them to alleviate the the emotional distress. You're giving into your cravings and you're consuming the comfort foods. And this eating is not, again, typically driven by physical hunger, but it's you seeking out some desire for emotional relief. And you get that temporary relief by consuming the comfort food. Because this triggers the release of a feel-good neurotransmitter like dopamine. And this can momentarily distract you from or numb the emotional discomfort. Which, guess what happens? It triggers even more emotions. Things like guilt and shame. Because after indulging in emotional eating, many people experience feelings of guilt, shame, or regret. And then they may chastise themselves for overeating or making unhealthy food choices, which can in turn trigger more emotional distress. And guess what happens? You have a return of the emotional trigger. Eventually, the temporary relief wears off and the original emotional triggers returns or it intensifies because we didn't resolve the underlying emotional issue. And friends, this cycle repeats itself over and over and over again, which could be why You find yourself in situations where you're like, you know what? I have these extra 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds on me. I don't know how, like, I don't know what is happening. Or it could be like, I don't know why I'm making these food choices. And I'm really hoping that you can be able to see moments in your, in your day or in your week when you have some strong emotions coming up 
and and you're experiencing these feelings and how you may actually be turning to food to soothe them. And you may not even realize it. This is happening without even thinking about it. It's having these feelings. And then you're just thinking, you begin to feel the cravings. And then you're just responding to the cravings and you're choosing the foods. And you're overeating because you're not even hungry and you're likely even choosing foods that are really not good for you. So we're going to talk a little bit about the brain and how the brain is involved in this. The brain plays a central role in emotional eating because it's closely linked to the regulation of emotions and the desire for food. Emotional eating typically involves these following brain processes. The emotional trigger, so emotional eating begins with an experience of strong emotions, again, such as anxiety, stress, boredom, sadness. The brain processes these emotions in different regions of, their, of the brain, depending on the specific emotion. Then we kick in this reward activation because emotional eaters tend to consume comfort foods that are typically high in sugar, fat, and salt. And when we do that, the brain's reward system is activated, right? We're almost creating a habit for this. We're creating, a, we're creating this pattern and this pathway in our brain when we do this. So this system involves the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine. And dopamine is associated with pleasure and reinforcement because it feels good, right? And our, our brains want us to feel good. This creates a sense of immediate relief and comfort. Then there's a hormonal response right? Stress is one of the common triggers for emotional eating, and it leads to the release of the stress hormones like cortisol. Cortisol increases your cravings for high calorie comforting foods. And the brain perceives these foods as a way to alleviate the stress response. It's almost like medicine, right? For our feelings, for our stress, for anxiety, people are using food and foods that don't serve our bodies well as a way to mask the feelings, to, to just make the feelings go away. With the brain, we want then kicks in emotional regulation. The consumption of comfort food is often seen as a way to self-soothe and regulate emotions. And the brain associates eating these foods with a reduction in emotional stress, providing a temporary relief. So you see what's happening. The brain is picking up these patterns and the brain is like, oh my gosh, I don't like how you're feeling. And before, if I, you know, had you crave these, these high fat, high sugar, high salt foods, and you ate them, you felt better. So let's do that again. And it creates the habit, right? So repeated instances of emotional eating, it can lead to the formation of habits and neural pathways in your brain. And these habits make it more likely for individuals to turn to food as a coping mechanism when they experience stress or negative emotions. The brain is adaptable and it can undergo structural and functional changes in response to behaviors. Overeating, especially when linked to emotions, can affect the brain structure and function, impacting self-control and decision-making. The brain also forms associations between specific emotions and certain foods. So when you may experience a particular emotion, the brain may trigger cravings for the associated food. And then the brain's memory and the learning processes play a role, right? The brain remembers the relief and pleasure it experienced from the past, and it's going to reinforce the behavior by making you eat those foods again. And then comes the guilt and shame. After emotional eating episodes, you very likely will feel guilt and shame, which can also be processed in the brain. And then these negative emotions perpetuate the cycle of emotional eating. So what I hope you're getting from this is how powerful this, this process is and how powerful the brain is. 
because I know that when you're going through these, this, this emotional eating moments and you, you catch yourself after when you're feeling that guilt and shame, and it's like, what the heck did I just do? Understand how powerful the brain is and the processes behind it. So my goal with sharing this information is to help bring awareness to what it is that's going on. Because I truly believe that if you are aware of it and if you can understand it, instead of thinking there is something wrong with me or why did I go and do that again, maybe you can learn to understand a little bit more about what you're actually feeling and being with the feelings. And we'll talk about in the we'll talk about that in a second. But I'd mentioned a few times how emotional eating, like when we're feeling feelings like stress, boredom, loneliness, sadness, anger, anxiety, all of those things that triggers emotional eating and how what the difference between emotional eating is and physical hunger. So physical hunger is like our true hunger. It's, it's when our body is telling us that we need more energy, right? Because food is fuel and our body is really smart and it's going to let you know when it's beginning to need more fuel. And it's being aware of what physical hunger actually feels like in your body and when you were emotional eating. So sometimes the trick is to really just pause, pause to really understand like, what is it that I'm feeling? Am I feeling stress right now and anxiety or is it hunger that I'm actually feeling? And if it is the feelings of stress and anxiety and sadness and all of those things, then you, you, what you want to do is develop coping mechanisms for yourself. Your brain is trying to keep you safe and nobody wants to feel feelings like sadness and anxiety and boredom and all of those things. So the brain is trying to take you to a different place or to have you soothe all those feelings so you don't have to feel them. But until we actually learn to feel them, And know that it's okay to feel them and to go through. We almost, we have to go through the feelings unless we learn to go through the emotional feelings, the emotional eating will continue. So here are some tips on how to try to avoid or eliminate and alleviate emotional eating. So one is to to begin mindful eating. So paying attention to what you're eating and why. Focus on things like the taste and the texture and experience to prevent mindless overeating. Identify triggers. Track your emotions and situations that lead to emotional eating. Recognize the patterns and recognize the triggers for healthier coping. Understand that there's alternative coping strategies. Find non-food ways to manage stress, sadness, or boredom. Try things like going for a walk reading, deep breathing, hobbies, maybe journaling, maybe stopping and talking about or writing out or saying out loud what you're grateful for. Find a supportive environment, like surround yourself with understanding people who can provide accountability and encouragement. Create emotional awareness. Pause before eating and ask if you're truly hungry or are you seeking comfort? And then understand your emotions for better choices. Try delaying eating. Wait a few minutes when the feeling or the urge to eat emotionally kicks in. And then check in with the emotions and evaluate your hunger. Plan your meals and snacks. Structured eating prevents extreme hunger and it reduces emotional overeating. Have nutritious foods available, so stock your kitchen with healthy options. Make better choices when emotional cravings arise, because you know what happens if there's nothing planned or available for you. We tend to make really desperate decisions in the moment, and it happens so fast, and we're not even thinking about it, and we don't even realize it's happened until it's done. 
So, so have some nutritious foods available and practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself, my friends. Acknowledge emotional eating without judgment and commit to healthier choices. I want you to remember managing emotional eating, it's going to take time. It's going to take self-awareness. And the goal is progress, to make progress with it and to not be perfect. You will never be perfect. Emotional eating is going to creep up and there are going to be times when you can manage it and there's going to be times when you can't. We are human beings. We are having a human experience here and you need to be kind and patient and have compassion for yourself. And the goal is to do it less, not to necessarily never do it at all because you're going to have feelings creep up and you're going to have emotional experiences and situations happen in your life. So really, really practicing compassion. And I'm just curious if you recognize yourself and your habits and your actions within any, any of the things that I talked about in this podcast. I'm sure you do. And what I want you to know is that you are normal, (laughs) but we also live in a world where stress is high, where there is a lot of different issues that come to play from social media. Like we just went through a pandemic. There's like a war happening in different parts of the world. There is so much going on. And what we want to be able to do is begin to learn how to manage our mental health and our emotions. And when we can bring awareness and some management to that, we can help and begin to eliminate some emotional eating, which ends up changing our health, transforming our health, transforming our body, increasing our confidence, building the self-belief and joy within our lives again, which kind of sounds crazy. Kind of feel like I'm going to another spectrum of joy and all of those things. And when I'm, we're talking about emotional eating on the other side, I know you know that when you fuel your body well, and when you do things that feel good for your body, nourish it well, move your body, practice gratitude, do meditation or some kind of breathing, have some good conversations with friends. And, you know, when your relationships feel good, when, when things, you just got some good flow in your life, you know, how good you feel, how confident you feel. And that is what we want to bring to this area of your life when it comes to your health and your wellness and your fitness. And that's what I'm going to be here to help you with on this journey, just sharing this information, helping bring awareness and I hope you got you get curious. Get curious as you take on this week about why you were eating. Am I eating out of emotion or am I eating because I am actually hungry? Play with it. Be curious. Ask yourself those questions. And guys, like we don't need to go and like restrict foods and do all these different things to lose weight. Sometimes it's just the awareness and curiosity that is the ticket we need to create the change that we are looking for. So I'm going to leave that with you this week. Get curious, ask yourself the questions, pay attention to how you're feeling. And I'm going to encourage you if you have any more questions about this, or if you recognize yourself in any of this, I would love to hear about it. Did it hit home? Did it resonate with you? I would love to hear about it. So don't be shy to reach out, follow me on Instagram, send me an email, any way in which you can communicate with me, feel free. I would love to hear from you. I'm here to help you on this journey. And my friends, remember, do something for you this week. Remember, it doesn't need to be big. It just needs to be done. Have an amazing week.